0: Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for the view from the opposition. This time it comes from Rob Guest from Football London. He is Spurs writer. Newcastle travel down to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Sunday in front of the sky. Cameras, it's been a bit of a break since Newcastle's last game. Of course, they came in, coming into this game on the back of a trip to Dubai, on the back of two defeats uh, against Chelsea and Everton after a great unbeaten run. Rob, thank you for popping on to the podcast. I'll be honest, I, without looking at how Spurs have done recently, and I have done now, but my opinion of them was that they were a bit inconsistent, they weren't having the best of times, but then having done the research, they've won four out of the last five, Son and Kane have found their, have rediscovered their form. Is it fair to say that Spurs um, are just starting to gel at the right moment, do you think?
1: I think exactly that. They're They're in a nice position now to kick on in the remaining nine Premier League games of the season and hopefully get that uh, Champions League place the last spot. Uh, but yeah, they have been so inconsistent so far in 2022. Uh, results obviously picked up immediately after Antonio Conte's appointment in November uh, last year. But then come the turn of the year, results it, it's just a sequence of win one game lose one game win one game and so on and so forth but over the past few weeks they have managed to uh, put the results together yes there has been some blips along the way but they still are in a good position now to uh try and get fourth
0: yeah most certainly and they're chasing down obviously their nearest rivals arsenal for that position so does that give it a bit of extra bite going into the last few weeks of the season
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, they're still to play. Arsenal at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Obviously, that was due to take place in January, but then Arsenal had uh, COVID issues, didn't they? Uh, I think it was one or two of the uh, squad at the time, and obviously that game managed to get called off. So that looks like it's going to be in the penultimate week of the season. And that, looking at it at the moment, probably is going to be uh, decisive in who gets fourth Arsenal, three points clear of Spurs at the moment, uh, having played one game less. But Arsenal do have uh, a bit of a tricky running. There's some uh, tough games coming up, so uh, it's not going to be all smooth sailing for Arsenal along the way. And Spurs as well. There's going to be plenty of twists and turns over the coming weeks. And I think for Spurs, it's just so important to be consistent.
0: What has been the change under Conte in in recent weeks, over the last kind of six weeks or so, that has has seen the results turn and and they've started to find that bit of consistent form?
1: Uh, Well, I think obviously time on the training grounds certainly helped them. Uh, Over the past few months since he, well, when he initially came into the club, there was... European fixtures, there was Carabao Cup fixtures in December, a couple of Premier League ones and that really limits the time on the training pitch. Uh, So recently, with no European football in 2022 for Spurs and not as many league games in the midweek fixtures uh, in recent weeks anyway, that's certainly given him the time on the training pitch to work with his squad. Uh, He seems to have a starting eleven in mind now. What's his best? There are a couple of injuries at present what could change his thinking, but he can work with them day in, day out. And I think that's certainly helped. And he's brought that winning mentality uh, to Spurs because he's a proven winner, both as a player and a manager. And I think that's starting to rub
0: off now. Because we look back at that Burnley result and the aftermath of that, and I'm sure you've spoken about this and, and written about this many times, but you know there, there was a feeling from some that Conte might actually walk away. It wasn't helped by his own comments after that game, but there just seems to have been a real shift in the mood since then.
1: Yeah, certainly. I think he he just gets a bit too emotional at times after games, and especially after that Burnley one. I mean, you you watch the highlights back, and it's literally all spurs. Burnley might have a couple of chances at best, and they do score from a, a free kick towards the end, and... That defeat came a couple of days after such a a great performance at the Etihad when they won 3-2 against Man City when no one gave them a chance at all to get anything uh, against Pep Guardiola's side. So, yeah. uh, And then, you know, the following week they then went and lost against Middlesbrough in the FA Cup after a really good win at Leeds. But, yeah, since then, everything seems to be going Spurs' way. They did suffer... A defeat against Manchester United when the Paps well, they should definitely have got something from Old Trafford. But uh, Conte's mood seems to have changed, and it looks like he's planning towards next
0: season. You, you look at the, the the teams around Newcastle that Spurs have played of late. Like you say, they made light work of Leeds. They've beaten Brighton. They thumped Everton. I guess that just shows you maybe the gulf in class between those. Kind of mid table in below, and then looking up to where Spurs are and what Spurs' ambitions are, and when Newcastle will hope to be challenging in the, in, over the next few seasons.
1: Yeah, uh, certainly. I know, obviously, Newcastle are in and around the what, what, bottom six or seven at the moment, but since mid January, those uh, results have picked up massively under Eddie Howe, and they managed to drag themselves away from the table, but as you said, when Spurs have played like Leeds, Fompson 4-0, Everton beat them 5-0, could have been more than five uh, that day. But yeah, it, it does show a massive difference between, you know, your top five and six and the bottom five and six. So for Newcastle, who have lost the ambitions now with the new owners to get over there, it's certainly not going to change literally overnight. Uh Look! Look at what he did for Man City. Took them a good few seasons until they could, you know, crack the top four and then kick on from there. So it's a long way to go for Newcastle, but I think they're heading in the right direction at the minute.
0: And as I mentioned at the start, there this great run of form for Spurs has coincided with Kane and Son rediscovering that form. You know, they are an, a lethal partnership. Newcastle fans will maybe look back to the way. Peter Bardsley and Andy Cole played together. They scored scored goals for fun and Peter Bardsley was a great uh, sister for for Kane. And you can see, you know, there's a, there's a similarity there between Son and, and Kane. They just work so well together. How important has that rediscovering of that form been for Spurs and how did Newcastle try and stop that this weekend?
1: I think it's going to be incredibly hard to try and stop them. A lot of teams have uh, tried to do that and failed uh for Spurs it's great at the moment because Kane's playing some of the best football he has in uh months really uh he was outstanding against Man City against Everton against Leeds he's not just scoring goals he's getting on the ball and you know dictating play and racking up the assist Sonny's had a bit of a strange few months really uh he's not been at his best at all. In a a lot of games, he's had uh, some absolute shockers. Middlesbrough, one of the most notable ones. uh, But he's uh, still managed to chip in with the goals and the assists. So even though he's not playing well, he's still managed to contribute to Tottenham. And I think that just shows how good a player he is and the worry is for other teams. What is he actually going to be like when he is at the very top of his game? because he is some player. So, yeah, it's going to be incredibly uh, tricky for Eddie Howe to come up with a a plan to try and nullify Kane and certainly Son. But uh, I think it's something he needs to uh, try and work out. Otherwise, it could be a long 90 minutes for Newcastle.
0: Yeah, I guess if you had the answer to that question, you'd probably be a very rich man. So I don't envy Eddie Howe trying to stop those two. Um, I mean, Eddie Howe has had his press conference this morning. And we, it looks like Newcastle are going to have to um, make a few late assessments on some players. Martin de trained for the first time yesterday, which was Thursday. Fabian Cher, Eddie House said, should be okay. John Dresheve as well might feature. He's had a bad il- illness, in the words of Eddie House. So there are some key players potentially missing for Newcastle. And I had Shelby's been missing for the previous few games. But it's at that that back line where I think most fans will be uh, concentrating on the, the loss of Fabian Shea, who's been brilliant under Eddie Howe, and, of course, Martin De Bruff, got the number one goalkeeper. You know, If either one of them don't play, it's going to be a big blow. And, you know, Newcastle will have to be at the best at the back to stop the likes of Kane and, and the other players. Um, aside from those two we've mentioned, Kane and Son, Rob, who else do Newcastle need to look out for, and who else does Eddie Howe have to try and, and shut down?
1: I think it's Dejan Kulusevsky, uh who signed from Juventus on transfer deadline. They, I think there were a few probably grumbles at the time from Tottenham fans with Fabio Paratici not, man- not managing to sign anyone uh, for pretty much 30 days of January prior to that because they were linked with Luis Diaz, who has managed to go to Liverpool in the end from Porto. And I think a lot of fans just saw it as Pratic is just going back to his old club, Juventus, to bring in a couple of players he knows. Uh, but Kuliseski, Rodrigo, Benson, Kerr as well, they've hit the ground running for the Tottenham. They've been absolutely brilliant, especially Kuliseski. He's just, you know, formed this great understanding with Kane and Son already and formed this formidable front three, chipped in with goals and assists. So he certainly won. Uh, Newcastle are going to have to uh, watch out for this
0: weekend. I mentioned there Newcastle's defence and just to show how well they have performed under Eddie Howe, the Magpies have not conceded more than once in any of their past 11 Premier League games. They've let in just eight goals in that time and only twice have they had a longer such run in the competition, 18 games between November 2003, March 2004 and 12 games between March and August. That's from opt out via the BBC. So that shows when Castle's strength maybe lies up top. Chris Woods, not you know, he's scoring for New Zealand but the quality he's playing against isn't brilliant. He's only scored once for Newcastle United. Will Conte be focusing uh, it's, well, he'll be focusing a little bit. I'm just wondering how much he'll be focusing on the opposition and maybe looking at the likes of Chris Wood and and, and laying a plan out for his defence to, to to stop Chris Wood from from scoring.
1: I think the main focus overall from Conte will be just basically focus on yourselves, play the way you can, and and get the job done. Because when Spurs play to the absolute best, then they can beat anyone. Uh, but yeah, uh, of course, he'll have one eye on, you know, Chris Wood and Newcastle's attack, because, uh, you know, Wood's a proven Premier League uh, player. Spurs have come up against him numerous times at Burnley. They always struggle at Burnley and when they were playing Burnley in recent seasons, they were coming up against Chris Wood when he was leading the line. So the likes of Eric Dyer and that know they are going to be in for a really uh, tough afternoon. And Newcastle have, like I said, turned the corner since January. So it's not like the game was going to be played like if it was in November or December when they were really struggling. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, a tough afternoon, certainly.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Chris Wood can uh, can hit, hit, hit the score sheet. Eddie Howe in his press conference said, it's, uh, it's worth recognising the fact he's become New Zealand's record goal scorer. Great achievement. I'm so pleased for him. Down-to-earth guy, humble guy, uh, pre- a brilliant professional and a team player. So he deserves that recognition. Eddie Howe spoken a lot about him. He's, he has been pleased despite the fact he's only scored one goal with uh, with his work. Next question is on Alan St. Maxman. Eddie Howe said he's trained very well and we're excited to see him back. He hasn't been fully fit. He has appeared in the last two games for Newcastle. Now he got some criticism, came off the bench, some felt. He cost Newcastle, uh, potentially wins in, in, in both those games. Others point the fact he's not much fit, but he seems to be... Uh, there or thereabouts, and you would assume he would start against Spurs on Sunday. When he is on his on his game, Rob, he's unplayable. Many managers have said that. So um, I guess, um, are, are you looking forward to seeing him? I, I guess Conte might not be.
1: Yeah, I think everyone likes St Maximum. Uh, I think it's just the unpredictability with him. You just don't know what you're going to get when he embarks on one of his runs and I've seen him on a couple of occasions this season. I think the home game against Leeds was that like August, September time and it was absolutely fantastic that day he was running Leeds ragged. So, yeah, when he's on song he is some player and he does take some stopping. So, as much as Tottenham have their attacking threats as well Newcastle certainly have it in
0: St Maximum. Teams have t- tend to double up on him. Is that something you can see Spurs doing on Sunday?
1: Uh potentially it's St. Maximum
0: plays off the left, don't they? Yeah, but he kind of kind of rolls where he likes to go, he likes to roam. So but most teams have tried to double up on him and it worked. Everton certainly um got a few players around him and and w- and when that happens it's it, it tends t- to work unless he's at the top top of his game and, and, and recently that approach has stopped him from from doing what we all know he can do.
1: Yeah, I think Tottenham's system of you know a back free. With wing backs is certainly gonna help us. So then you can have Christian Romero with the right side and centre back on St. Maximum, and then you've got Matt Doherty as well playing as a wing back who can help, yeah, double up on him. So Spurs are gonna to have to keep an eye on St. Maximum. As I said, it's just the unpredictability when he's in and around the box. He can just create a bit of magic.
0: What is the main weakness that Newcastle can target against Tottenham, do you think?
1: Uh Probably the wing-back areas, I'd say. Uh, they've been a lot stronger in defence recently. Uh, I mean, they did concede three against Manchester United, but three of those goals were brilliant from Cristi- Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, I mean, Tottenham's front three at the moment is fantastic. They're looking strong in central midfield. Pierre-Emil Rodrigo Bensinger have made uh, a terrific partnership. And then at the back, they look good with Dia Romero and Davis. So it may just be the wing-back areas, because if you're a Tottenham fan, you're probably looking at the team where to strengthen the next season. It probably would be the wing-back areas. So I think that's probably going to be the weakness, you'd say.
0: How are Spurs fans looking at this game, do you think? Do you think they look at this game against Newcastle and are expecting a win? You know, they should be beating Newcastle, who are nine points above the... The drops on 14th in the league, or, or are they expecting a bit of a, a tough game?
1: I think they'll be expecting three points, especially going in, coming out of uh, the previous fixture against West Ham with a 3-1 win. So, I mean, that's giving everyone a lift going into uh, into the running, because as we were saying prior to that, they were just so inconsistent, but they managed to get... Two wins on the spin to break that sequence of, you know, win a game, lose a game, win a game, et cetera. And I think when you're fifth in the table and Tottenham fans will look at the table and find Newcastle in 14th, then they'll be saying, yeah, three points. But everyone was expecting three points last season. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium against Newcastle. And then there was just that terrible penalty decision late on. And then the previous year, they won there, didn't they?
0: 19, yeah, there's been there's,
1: yeah one nil.
0: Been a been a few interesting sessions, but then many Newcastle United fans will point to Harry Kane on Florian Lejeune and um, how he got away with that one. But we'll 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 move on from there. I just I'm just wondering, can you just uh, give our listeners an insight to what Spurs have been up to the, the last couple of weeks? Because Conte said after Spurs' last game in so many words that the break had come at the wrong time because they were, you know they were finding their form and what have you. So. With Newcastle, obviously, they'd they'd lost their two last games. They flew out to Dubai, hoping to get the same effect they had when they went out to Saudi Arabia uh, at the end of of January, it was. Um, So what have Spurs done in in, in the last couple of weeks? Uh, The vast
1: majority of them have been on international duty. I think they've been left with about seven or eight players at Hotspur Way uh, over the past fortnight. I think the likes of... Eric Dyer, Lucas Moura, Sergio Regalan, Oliver Skippen, round, have been in the treatment room. So there's been players Conte has been able to work with. I think he made it clear after the West Ham game it was going to be a case of giving them a couple of days off and then coming back into training. Because especially with the limited numbers and then you needing the academy players to boost those numbers to make you know training worthwhile rather than just doing it with a few. Uh, I think given the time of the season as well, it was probably just nice to give everyone a couple of days off because it is uh, going to be a big end to the season in these remaining nine games. But yeah, uh, Spurs have had pretty much everyone back at training over the past few days. Christian Romero who went on international duty with Argentina, even though he had a two-match suspension, uh, I think they were hoping to have that half so we can play in a game. Uh, he didn't in the end. I think he was back at Hotspur Way on Tuesday. So over the past few days, yeah, he has had the vast majority of his squad and there will be just, you know, fully concentrating on Sunday's game against Newcastle.
0: How does that impact a squad? I know when you are a successful team, you are likely to have your big players away on international duty Newcastle, had, had 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 a few, but by no means the number of, of, of Tottenham. So that's why they went away to Dubai to to build up more of the, the, the team spirit they've got there. You know, it was all about team bonding and, and Jamal LaSalle, Newcastle's captain, has spoken about how beneficial it was. They came back to training on Monday and he said everyone was absolutely buzzing because they'd had a really good time over in Dubai together. I'm just wondering in terms of, especially for that first week of the break, you know, is... is what, what was what do you think Conte's approach would have been? Because it, obviously you are missing most of your, your your squad, your big players, and it is a little bit difficult to maybe try and keep that uh, that momentum going that you've gained from the from the last month when you have been on such good form.
1: In an ideal world, Spurs didn't want the uh, international break to come at all because they were in good form and you know ideally you just want all your players there if there is a break so you can just carry on working with them given the importance of the nine games coming up but the players who were left at the club you know Emerson, Royale, Sergio, Reguillon it's the chance for Conte you know to do a bit of one-on-one work with them really because Reggion's come back into the team with Sessegnon being injured and Although he does have these really good attacking attributes, he's playing the final third, you know, has let him down at times. So, given the limited plays in training, it's surely it's an ideal situation for Conte just to work with on just to try to boost his confidence and improve that work in the final third. And I think that's what he will have been doing with uh, a number of his players. Uh, what he will have been doing is certainly working them hard, uh, certainly not gone to, you know, Just reduce the workload or anything. He will be making sure everyone's still on the game. So it's not time to relax just yet. Uh, Tottenham are in a good position to really kick on and they just need to, you know, keep the foot on the gas.
0: Before I ask you your score prediction, Rob, I just want to get a bit of an insight into how Spurs and the fans are feeling about what Newcastle could potentially become. Is any attention being paid to? To Newcastle potentially, you know, in the next couple of seasons, gay, crashing the the top six party and and battling the likes of Spurs and everyone else for a place on the European football table?
1: Well, I think there probably was initially uh, when the takeover was completed, What what was that October time? I think Spurs were the first team back, weren't they? St. James's after the takeover. Uh, Spoiled the party. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's probably a case for a lot of uh, clubs' fans because obviously Newcastle with more money, you're expecting them to rise up the table. And you know, gate crash that traditional top six. But West Ham have been doing that in recent seasons. They've improved massively under David Moyes. Leicester really should have been in the Champions League places in probably the past two seasons when they've dropped out on the final day. So there's a number of clubs in there competing. It's not just six clubs at the moment, really. There's probably you know, seven or eight, add Newcastle to the mix, could be, you know, nine potentially in the future. So for Spurs, what they need to do is just, they've got such a good manager, they've got a world-class manager, they've got a few world-class players, they just need to keep adding to that, give Conte what he wants because he's a proven winner and he can hopefully bring some silverware to the club.
0: I'm just wondering, and you you obviously you mentioned Conte there, and he's got a, a massive reputation. Obviously, he'd been, you would have been sold a project, and but Spurs have had, had quite a few managerial changes in, in, in recent years, and I'm just wondering, has has that those changes obviously, it's not helped where Spurs want to be. Is it now time to have a consistent approach? And the hope is that Conte is that one consistent. Uh, denominator over the next few years and they can challenge with the Premier League, Champions League and what have you and it is all down to backing your manager and if things do go wrong, you back your manager still until, it, with the hope that he, he'll correct it.
1: Very much so. I think you're correcting what you're saying in terms of backing your manager. Uh, Conte's made his feelings clear on the squad numerous times in the press conferences. It seems to be like every other week that he wants an improvement, more improvement to keep Spurs, you know, Pushing on, uh, he has made his clear, made his thoughts clear on what he thinks of the squad, where what Spurs need to do if they want to, you know, get back up towards the top and challenge again, you know, for major honors. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, one of these where they do have to back him. But Conte is not someone who really sticks around too long at clubs. He might be three seasons max. Uh, uh, Uve into, I think Chelsea had two seasons. Into, he had two seasons. So uh, you've got to keep Conte happy, really.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I think this, there's a lesson there to be learned for Newcastle, you know, with Eddie Howe and about the, the whole consistency with the manager because I, I think it works much better. Obviously, if, if things go drastically wrong, you have to switch your manager. But, you know, I think some so Newcastle fans might look at, what happened with maybe Nunes, Nuno and you, you maybe will you obviously have a better insight, but it just looked like it was kind of um, a, a, big, a bit of a quick exit after his appointment. But, you know, I think there's there's lots of lessons from lots of clubs that Newcastle's owners can learn from and not just Spurs, but Everton and what have you. Um, but that's a, a point for another episode. Uh, how is this weekend going to go for Spurs then, you think? Hopefully another
1: three points on the board, but you just never know with Tottenham, do you? Given the inconsistent farm. Uh, I, I think they'll win. I think they'll come out on top. It certainly won't be easy. Newcastle have had a couple of good results at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on the past two visits. So as long as they get three points on the board, that's the main thing.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, I do think Newcastle are going to get beat, but I think they'll give Spurs a good game and it'll be hopefully an exciting one to watch rob thank you very much for popping on to the everything is black and white podcast to you guys listening please remember to like and follow the podcast through your podcast provider totally free to do just means with every new episode we upload you'll get a notification to say it's ready to download and please head over to the link in the comments to buy your tickets for our live events on thursday april the 7th where you get the chance to quiz uh chronicle right as lee rider kieran kelly aaron stokes and the daily mirrors simon bird tickets cost five pound all proceeds go to the nufc fans food bank as i say that link for tickets will be in the comments and hopefully you enjoy your weekend and from your castle point of view hopefully they pick up all three points